Should the intro be us tell- talking about what is actually like coming up next for Reconceived? Or just like hinting at it? I think that's overrated. Okay. Well, something's happening. The tectonic plates of this podcast are shifting. Yeah, they and are. It's very exciting. And that's all I'll say for now. Yep. Except for no, I'm going to talk more because this is a podcast and that's what we do. Real whirlwind of emotions here. I'm not sure I'm supposed to feel right now. I'm... Well, guess what? This is Reconceived with Ben and Joel. I'm Joel. I'm Ben. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that I mentioned uh, a while back as something that I thought we could probably do this. I'm kind of passionate about this. Okay. We can make it work. Do you do you have any idea what this may be? Take your guesses now. Put your bets in now. Um, I'm gonna guess archery. Mm-mm. I, Wait, wh- why? I have no idea. Just nothing was coming to mind, and I had to guess something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Good guess, but wrong. We're talking about uh, uh, milk. Ah. And plant plant based milk specifically. Plant based milk. I don't remember you having expressed an interest in that, but I am now curious. We, I forget what episode it was. But I offhandedly mentioned uh, soy milk, and I mentioned that like, oh yeah, we could. We were talking about like how soy milk is made, hmm. and you're just like, oh, I'd love to hear about that. And I was like, oh well, maybe I should do a podcast about it. Jump forward, fast forward to today, this very very day, and in, in the year twenty or four, and <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it. It's milk, yay. But here's the thing about this. Okay. As I've mentioned before, I have very um, strong feelings about milk. But this is the very first episode of Reconceived where my personal opinion was Reconceived itself. Whoa. I know. But before we get into that, let's talk about the original thing that I wanted to address, which is how is almond milk made? How do we milk almonds? Very good question. I You have to have really small fingers, I guess. I, very small. Or you can do this. Step one, you grind all the almonds up in a blender okay. with water. Yep. Step two, you strain it out all the almond pulp. You don't want any of that. That's gross. Right. And it's also called the, the almond flesh, which is very evocative. Because mm-hmm. um, you've just ground it up and pulverized it. And then step three, you're done. That's it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Huh. So it's it's not hard to make almond milk. And in fact, like, I have friends that actually, shout outs to you, I have friends that listen to the show that make cashew milk. And so, like, they, like, it's the exact same process. So it's, obviously, you're not getting any juice from the almonds. You're not getting any juice from the cashews. But with that said, you can still get a liquid that has a similar consistency to regular milk that can actually act as somewhat of a supplement. Hmm. But this is the part that I have always been quite passionate about in the past. So let me ask you this, Ben. Can plant-based milks really be called milk? Hmm. What's your thoughts? Here's what I think it comes down to. You know how there's a a botanical definition of a fruit 
and the culinary definition of a fruit? Yes. So a botanical definition is something like, oh, if it's the seed of the fruit and it's above ground and it's flower and it's like, yeah, cool. It's literally only useful for botanists and everyone and their dog likes to say, oh, did you know the tomato is a fruit? <laughs> but you didn't know that. You're actually eating fruit when you put them in your salad. Like, stuff that nobody actually cares about, but friends in, like, third grade want to put down their other friends for, like, not knowing that tomatoes, like, some nerds call tomatoes fruit because they have weird character. Like, nobody cares. And also by that definition, like, squash would be a fruit as well. Yeah, nobody's going to call squash a fruit. Hey, hey Ben, did you know squash a fruit? Yeah, dude, I should just totally put some in, like... What does that change? You don't put it in fruit salad. That literally changes nothing except that, okay, I guess I'm supposed to call them a fruit instead of a vegetable, which makes no sense. So the culinary definition of a fruit is basically it's sweet and you would put it in a fruit salad. That's more or less what it is. Okay. I think that's a way better definition of fruit. So I think technically it's probably not milk because it's more like sap. Yeah. Or like strained pulp with almonds. Yeah. Useful, like if you're in a store, you don't want to have to shop for milk, and then right next to the milk you see like white sap, because that doesn't tell you what it's, it doesn't tell you. Okay, guys, this is basically milk except without other stuff you don't like about milk. So this serves the same food purpose. I so that's my answer. What a journey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I like I came to the same idea obviously on a scientific term it's it's definitely not milk that's what i figured right but at the same time as someone who enjoys milk as a culinary experience who enjoys a nice cold glass of milk it it didn't feel right calling almond milk or soy milk milk Hmm. it was more of an almond juice Okay, so that's what you would call it, an almond juice. Like, like that, yeah, that, that's what I would call it. Because when you look at how it's made, I mean, it's it more resembles coffee than milk. Good point, actually. Hmm. People use it instead of milk, but just because it's being used instead of milk doesn't give it any right to be called milk. Just because it looks like milk doesn't mean, uh, like, y- you wouldn't call lettuce juice milk. You would not. Yeah, so why are we calling other plant juices milk? So the milk industry also has this opinion. I'm sure they do. Yeah, which, you know, makes sense uh, because that's kind of their whole thing. Yeah. Plant-based milks have especially been getting more and more popular. And so the milk industry has been putting pressure on the FDA to actually forbid plant-based milks from using the term milk. They've been doing this since at least 1997, but 2018 was when they really hit their stride and they really started to push hard. Hmm. And they're not just saying that because plant-based milks are taking their profits. I mean, that is the main reason why and pretty much the only reason, but they have arguments as for why they should not be allowed to be called milk other than just capitalism sure and i'm assuming those are scientific are there are there health reasons that you'd want one instead of the other so there's three main arguments Mm -hmm. and one of them as like you've said is scientific according to food chemists milk is a liquid combination of fat protein, enzymes, vitamins, and sugar produced by mammals to nourish their offspring. Okay. So 
On a technical level, this means that plant-based milks cannot be considered milk or be marketed as milk because on a scientific level, that's just a lie. Right. Now, it's not just the scientific reason, though. On a culinary level, they should not be allowed to call it milk because the FDA themselves define milk as the lacteal secretion, practically free-form colostrum, obtained by the complete milking of one or more healthy cows. Meaning that, again, Hmm. technically, they have never been able to use this label. Does does that also rule out goat milk? Because goats aren't cows. We will get to that. Ooh. Um, But before we get to the rebuttals, the third uh, reason as to why the milk industry says the FDA shouldn't be allowing this is because of this fundamental difference in nutritional profiles. Obviously, almond milk and cashew milk and soy milk, those are going to have very different properties than regular milk. And so because of that big difference in nutritional profiles, this also means that they aren't one-for-one supplements, Hmm. and you're not going to get the same nutrients that you may be able to get from regular milk. Hmm. And if you have a young child, that could be... A problem hmm. that that I'll admit that that argument of the three of them seems the most compelling that people could assume that there are more similarities between almond milk and regular milk that there actually mm-hmm. aren't and that might actually lead to nutritional detriment yes so those are the those are the main three arguments okay uh, for the most part though these arguments have been dismissed um, first The FDA definition, as you pointed out earlier, is arbitrary and even excludes other forms of milk, such as goat milk. Right. And means that the only legitimate milk that should be considered milk, according to the FDA, is cow milk. Which is absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so it's an arbitrary thing that the the FDA didn't consider would ever be an issue. And everyone kind of got what milk was. And so they could just move along. Regardless, though... That isn't a good basis for the milk industry, especially the milk industry that provides goat milk. (laughs) Right. The second big issue with the milk industry's arguments is that the difference of nutrients only really matters during infancy, where milk is one of the few ways to get nutrients. Even still, you probably shouldn't be giving your newborn baby cow milk. Most of the time, you'll get a specialized baby formula, which makes sure that you don't run into those problems. Exactly. You're not just going to go to like Hickory Hill and just get a big tub of two, like 2%. You know, you're going to be very careful what you feed your baby. Yeah. The last rebuttal against these arguments is the idea that nutritional profiles of legit milks varies widely depending on the types of milks, the fat contents, and the vitamins added. Hmm. You have these different types of milks with the different types of consistencies, different types of fat, 2%, 1%, skim, whole. You have vitamin D milk. There is so many different types of ways that you can process milk that it gives almost just the same amount of nutritional variance as soy milk or plant-based milks do already. Okay, so that that makes sense that there's... You just label the milk something different. You can't call 2% milk and 1% milk milk because although they are both milk, you have to say whether they're 2% or 1%. So in the same way, you wouldn't just say, hey, this is milk. You'd say this is almond milk. This is cashew milk and so on and so forth. Exactly. And that's that's 
kind of where the argument stands right now of like no one's gonna be an idiot and see something called almond milk and say oh this came from a cow who was also an (laughs) almond like no they're gonna know that it is a milk substitute created by or created with almonds Mm -hmm. and there will i mean probably be somewhere on the label or on the carton like dairy free or lactose free like they're going to advertise what's different about it exactly and so like the the hazards that the milk industry is saying would come from this is pretty much complete bogus Hmm. the biggest problem in this debate though is again the scientific definition obviously it's not a big problem for whether or not plant-based milks are going to be able to keep calling themselves milk in the grocery aisles the main argument is still scientifically there's no reality on on a food chemical base that you can call almond milk milk and that's where i had the most issue there's no basis for calling almond milk or any plant-based milk milk okay and is that was your initial instinct to that because of the fact that it doesn't come from an animal or because of the fact that the composition is so different both I don't it, it, it's like when people say die hard is a Christmas movie right at some point it just feels like they're saying it just to annoy people like they don't actually care about it or believe in it but they know it annoys other people and so they say it and you like the technical you get down to the technicalities of linguistics and it's just so frustrating to me because when I refer to milk, I think of a very distinct uh, flavor, a very distinct texture. It's it's something that's, you know, I grew up with and that I love. And so when people would look at almond milk, which to me, it, it doesn't satisfy the same enjoyment that I get from regular milk. And therefore, it's not a sufficient supplement for milk. Okay. For me. That seems fair. That's, that's where I came from. And like on a chemical level, I'm right. But on a whole, I couldn't be more wrong. Interesting. How so? Because, well, like we said last episode, language evolves. Language adapts. It's not something that is concrete and that is irrefutable. It's not something that is absolute. And when we try to look at milk in an absolute manner, we start to try to enforce that idea that language is absolute. That kind of goes against how language fundamentally works and how it's built. And when you look at the idea of plant-based milks, it's not only common across the globe, it's common across human history as well. Wait, so we've had not mammal milk for more than, say, 200 years? Well, in the linguistic world, milk has had the definition of the white juice of certain plants since the first edition of Noah Webster's American Dictionary of the English Language, published in 1828. Hmm. Which is only 90, uh, 192 years ago. That's ridiculously farther than... Most people, I think, assumes plant-based milks go. Yeah, that's further than I had assumed they'd went as well. But that's not the only definition. It goes back further. This definition had been adopted long before this 
entry was even around by people like Sir Francis Bacon writing um, about numerous plants that, quote, have a milk in them when they are cut. Even before that, nearly every medieval cookbook had a recipe for almond milk specifically and explicitly as a dairy milk supplement. Interesting. So they would say, crush the almonds, soak them in water, and strain the juice? Yeah, Hmm. to get almond milk. Fascinating. And this isn't just something that was in Europe. In the Eastern world, China has had soy milk since the 14th century. Whoa. But that's not even the oldest one. One of the earliest, one of the earliest examples of plant milks goes back to the Romans as they drew inspiration from the root word lact, the same one for lactate, to name a very specific vegetable. Can you guess what it is? Lettuce? Yep. Named after its milky juice. What? Apparently we were both wrong at the very beginning. What? We wouldn't call lettuce juice milk. But But the Romans did? Yeah. And... I mean, subconsciously, I guess we do, because that's where the word lettuce comes from. Lactate. That's weird. So we've been calling lettuce just vegetable milk all along. Huh. So let, my, my final point with all of this is the fact that, sure, the way that we use milk on a chemical food-based level, plant-based milks cannot be milks. However, to say that they are not milks on a broader scale, on a common scale, not in the scientific world, it would be ridiculously ignorant and stubborn to refuse to call these plant-based milks milk. They're still milk because that's how we've used the term milk across the globe for thousands of years. Hmm. So enjoy your milk. Happy Happy New Year's. Oh wait, no, this is this isn't coming out today. We can't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not happening. This is milk reconceived.